0: If you could please just join me in a a prayer, uh, asking for the Holy Spirit to come upon us because this gospel is so intense. If we really look at it, I think it's really important that we just calm ourselves. So if you could pray the words, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I thank and praise you for every single person here. Just ask that your Holy Spirit calm them and give them the gift of peace I also ask you lord jesus to remove all any distractions that may be after us so that we may encounter the father as he truly is and i make all these prayers in jesus name who is lord and savior forever and ever amen well it's an honor to have you all back here i'll be honest um i i missed you all um that was not the most fun week, being at the Newman Center, having maybe one or two people or a few people there during the days, but uh, it was. It almost felt like the building didn't have a purpose. Um, so it was really important. Uh, it's really important for me to say that I just I did miss you. Um, I, I'm sure you didn't miss me at all, but I did miss you. Um, so I just want to go into something I think a lot of us struggle with as we look into today at the at the prodigal son. We're doing this, this series, you know, called Lent undone. Like how do we undo these things? And today, looking at feeling unforgiven. But in light of some of us maybe struggle with this, or maybe it's just me, but uh, looking at having this need to always perform to gain God's love, uh, and what I mean by that, for, for example, for some of us, if we have an athletic background, which, which I do, that's my background, um, I always struggle with this need to perform by getting you know, a trophy or an award uh, to find worth, or to find value, um, maybe for th- those of you who are more academically minded, maybe you um, really struggle with needing to perform by getting good grades or getting awards for your grades to find worth or find value. Uh, For those of us who have artistic backgrounds, maybe there's a struggle with this need to always perform a certain art piece or a need to make certain drawings or paintings or to to sculpt something to find worth or even to find identity and value. Another way of looking at feeling that we need to perform by God's love is called perfectionism. You know, we live in a world that says you're perfect if you do these particular things. You see that mainly on social media, and we feel like we're not perfect or not perfected, and we, we just really, we really beat ourselves up today. But in the Gospel of Luke, we, we go through this prodigal son story. We hear the story of the prodigal son or the wayward son, and the important thing is for us to come to realize is that all of us are the prodigal son or the wayward son, If we look closely, if we listen with ears to hear or even eyes to see, one thing God is giving us, which I don't think a lot of us catch in the prodigal son story, is the freedom to fail. He's actually giving us permission to fail, to make mistakes. Freedom to fall. And the freedom to come back to him and start over again. And for those of you who struggle with performance, or the need to be perfect, we see in the prodigal son that the father is a lot like a teacher or a coach. And a reward when we repent, we turn our lives back over to him, we, re- we repent from our sin, is, is, is a, a relationship with him. And our identity is now not in what my grades are, or what I do in sports, but my identity is now in him, which if God is my father, if I'm male, that makes God my father, right? Now I'm a son, and if I'm a, if a female, then God, I'm a, I'm a beloved daughter. And then we actually are given out of that identity the confidence to go on mission to help save other people. In today's gospel, you know, as soon as the son repents and he says, I, I no longer deserve to be called your son, right? The father quickly orders his servants. He says, let's bring him the finest robe. Let's put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And what does that represent? Because everything in Scripture means something. Nothing is is uh, unimportant. The robe, the best robe would belong to the father. So the father would have literally taken his robe off himself and put it on his son to first of all clothe him in mercy, to give him his best, because that's what a true father wants for you. He wants you to have have the best. Then he puts a ring on his finger, and this is a ring is always a sign of, of covenant. It's a sign of God's desire for all eternity to be in relationship with you. But then he also puts sandals on the son's feet. Why would he put sandals on the son's feet? Well, in the Old Testament, and even today sometimes you see this, but if anybody's a slave, they don't have shoes and they don't have sandals. Some of us are enslaved to different sins of the flesh, And we can't get free. And Jesus is revealing to you and I in him, because what he's done for us on the cross, that we're not slaves. We're sons and daughters. And now if you repent and you're reconciled to the Father, your identity and worth is now not found in sports. It's not found in your grades or it's not found in your art. It's found in the Father. St. John Paul II, he says this, and I want to break it down really quickly for you, but he says, you and I, we, are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his Son, Jesus. Let's break that quote down for a second. He says that you, sitting here, are not the sum of your weaknesses and failures. And how often do we identify with those things? But he says, what you are, is the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his son, Jesus. And I I have confidence in each of you. I actually believe in you because I am a former prodigal son. But because what Jesus has done for me on the cross and because of my baptism, And because of many, many confessions, right? I'm a beloved son. Like what was covering me, the lies, the weaknesses, the failings were undone by Jesus. And this fight, which I encourage you to go into every single day, to own your sonship or own your daughtership, own that identity, it's all worth it. And here's the truth today. It's that if when you repent and you are reconciled, to God, by being clothed with his mercy, you take time to put that ring on your finger, that identity of knowing who you are, and you put those sandals on your feet. We no longer strive for trophies. We no longer strive for the grades. We no longer strive for having that perfect art piece. Why? Why does our, what we strive for change? Well, it's because when we realize that for what Jesus has done for us, when the Father embraces you, You are his trophy. Do you believe that? That means when you do the best you can and you come to the Father, you are the A plus of the Father. When you look at doing artwork and you do your best, but you come to the Father and you find your identity in Him, you are His masterpiece. And then you are no longer lost, but you are found. You are no longer dead, but you are now alive in him. And it breaks the heart of the father to see you and I in these pigsties that we go into, but we don't turn to him. We hear in the prodigal son story that he came to himself, he woke up, and he realized, I don't have to live this way anymore. You know, if you're in a hard spot right now, the good news is you don't have to live that way anymore. And the prodigal son, he comes to his, his senses and he says, hey, I don't have to live this way and if that's you, you know, you don't have to live that way either. Yet all this comes at a cost of winning us back in the eternal battle of souls. That means your identity was purchased by what Jesus did for each of us on the cross. And you were won. You were won by Jesus. And every time you and I repent and we're reconciled to the Father in confession, the Father speaks victory over us. When you and I were baptized, the Father proclaimed victory. Another word of that word victory for the women here was the Father saying, you are my beloved daughter, and in you, in you I delight. And for all the men here, when you were baptized, the victory spoken over you was, this is my beloved Son in whom I delight. You are my beloved Son. That means the Father, when he looks at you, he actually gets excited. He's excited to be with you, not for the trophies, not for the grades, not for the art pieces, but just for who you are. That's the God that Jesus wants us to know by his sacrifice on the cross. And what Jesus has come to do is to undo, he came to undo all the works of the devil. And one of those Things is, I believe, a lie that someone's of believe in is that, is that God is your enemy. Maybe not you in particular, but maybe you know people who believe that, that God is your enemy. But the devil is known as the father of lies. And he'll always tell you that you need to be perfect in order to God, for God to love you. He will never give you permission to fail, right? He'll never give permission to fail. He'll never say, you can start over with God. He always tell you you're too far gone, it's too late for you, you're damaged goods. And God can't forgive the pigsty that you've made of your life. But the truth is is that God can forgive any sin, even the deep ones and the dirty ones that cause you immense shame. And all of those lies are from the pit of hell. And some of us can feel that when we believe in those lies, we 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 want to get out and the devil who is your adversary, who is your enemy, will always want you to remain in your shame. The good news is is that we have a loving father who refuses every second of every day for you to remain in your shame. The fact that Jesus came to die for us to reveal the intense, the infinite love of the father helps us to know that God the Father is no longer my enemy, but he's my ally that God is for you. And because of God's infinite mercy for each of us, we now have the permission, we now have the freedom to fail, the freedom to fall, and the freedom to start over again. And if we look deeply at the, at the story of the prodigal son, we begin to see that the father, you know, he's always looking for you. Not to like shun you, but to bring you back into communion with him. Saying, this is my child. And you have, you have permission to make mistakes like there's there's no pride here the father often says be humble meaning it's okay you don't have to perform anymore because i love you for who you are not for anything you've done or haven't done i love you for who you are and i just want to end with looking at saint paul's reading today cuz i think it just it's, just it's such a good ending point to know what happens when you clothe your, let yourself be clothed in the, in the Father and you put on that ring and you put on those sandals, That makes you an ambassador for this good news because people need to know it. Because like in our culture, people are literally losing the will to live right now. Depression rates, suicide rates, opioid addictions, we know it's, it's bad. People need to know this message. And St. Paul says in his second letter to the Corinthians today, just listen, he says, brothers and sisters, which is all of us, he says, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. New things have come. And we need that new, those new things to come. And the thing is, the love of God is always new. It always renews everything it touches. And he says, all this is from God who has reconciled, reconciled us to himself through Christ. You know, if you were at Sister Miriam's talk and Father Johnny Burns' talk, he talked about what the etymology, the, the meaning of the word reconciliation is. For those of you who remember, he said the end of the word is shun. It's an action word, right? And re and con means to bring back together with. And cilia is, means like eyelash or eyelid. So in this ministry of reconciliation, what happens is that you become face to face back with God. And you get to see that you're made in his image and likeness. And he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. It's not just... It's not just Father hearing confessions, actually you and I helping others in everything we can do to bring them back face to face with God. So we know we know who we know who we are. And St. Paul says, I'm begging you, I'm appealing, I'm appealing and imploring on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And in order for that to happen, it cost Jesus' life, knowing that if you were the only person on earth He would have done that just for you. That's how much he loves you. The Father loves you. And the Holy Spirit wants to be in you. If if you're struggling, or you know somebody who's struggling, I just want to end with a blessing for you. What do blessings do? I'm bound up. I'm bound up. I feel hexed. I feel cursed. I'm bound up. It's like I'm in a straitjacket. What a blessing does is it it frees you, right? It sets you free. So as we close, I just want to give you a blessing. Blessing to put on the new man or new woman that, that the Father desires for you to know. And knowing that you don't have to perform, you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be willing to start over again. So if you please bow your heads for God's blessing. Heavenly Father, I ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit on every single person here. Especially for those of us who struggle with feeling that we need to be perfect, or we need to perform to earn your love. I ask that you wash that lie away in the blood of Jesus. And please reconcile us, Lord Jesus, back to the Father through the power of your Holy Spirit. And if anybody here feels that if it's too late, they're too far gone, or they can't start over again, Lord, I ask you send forth a spirit of faith upon them to give them the courage they need to come back to the Father. And please speak to them in a way they can understand. Please help them feel your love and know your love and live in your love, Father. And through the authority of the church, the authority of my priesthood, and in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus, and through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and the most precious blood of Jesus, I ask all this to happen for your glory, Father. Please keep us in right relationship with you, knowing that you love us for who we are and not for what we have done or haven't done. You love us for who we are. And help us always know that we are made in your image and likeness. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.